0: on this episode of Jeff Does Vegas.
1: I was in Crazy Girls for the 10 years and I wanted to uh, create my own show, uh, Sexy Topless Review. I don't know if you know, Crazy Girls was the first Sexy Topless Review that was in Las Vegas where the girls are featured and it's the crazy horse style from Paris. It was the first of its kind and then uh, I just wanted to do my own.
0: Las Vegas It's more than just a city. It's a feeling. It's that feeling of excitement when you spot the lights of the strip out the airplane window. It's that feeling of awe as you stroll down the boulevard, taking in the sights and sounds. And it's that feeling of satisfaction knowing that you're in the greatest city in the world. Over 42 million people from around the world share that feeling every year. And I'm one of them. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is Jeff Does Vegas. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 113 of Jeff Does Vegas. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I want to thank my guest from the last episode, Todd McCandless of the Park Ferme podcast. Todd and I had an awesome conversation about Formula One racing coming to Las Vegas in 2023. We talked about the impact the race will have on the city, shared our opinions on the proposed track, and discussed the rising popularity of F1 in the U.S. If you haven't listened as of yet, jump into the archives at jeffdoesvegas.com or search out episode number 112 Lights Out F1 on the Vegas Strip on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go. On to the show. 2022 marks the 20th anniversary of one of the hottest shows on the Vegas Strip, X burlesque Having opened back in 2002 at the Aladdin, the show now calls Bugsy's Cabaret at the Flamingo home. Joining me for this episode of the podcast are Matt and Angela Stabile of Stabile Productions. Matt and Angela are the husband and wife creators and producers of Ex-Burlesque. We talked about their early life in Vegas with Angela's involvement in several Las Vegas shows and Matt's family managing the career of a comedy legend, the inspiration behind the creation of X Burlesque, and what's led to X Burlesque's longevity in a city that's known for constant change. Please enjoy my conversation with Matt and Angela Stabile. (music)
1: I had been vacationing here with my parents and we saw the show at the then Hilton Hotel and it was Suzanne Summers and I have danced my entire life um, and I saw the you know the big production the showgirls and I thought I can do this and then uh, I came out to Las Vegas auditioned for a show at the Hacienda Hotel back in the day and I got the job and then I've been here ever since
0: Tell us a little bit about some of the shows that you've been involved with in the time that you've been in Vegas. You, you've been a part of some of the biggest shows uh, in, in Vegas' history.
1: Yes. So let's see. So I started, that first show was called, it was a small show uh, called Minsky's Burlesque, and it was at the Hacienda Hotel. And then after that, I auditioned and I was a dancer in the Lido uh, de Paris at the Stardust Hotel, which was... Um, that was awesome. It was, uh, I was a covered dancer. And, um, after that, I actually became pregnant with my son while I was in that show. And, uh, so I stopped dancing there, uh, had my son and then auditioned for crazy girls at the Riviera. And then I was there for a little over 10 years.
0: And you were part of a pretty famous ad campaign as well uh, for that crazy Girls show. People, people may not be completely familiar with you, but there's a, a certain body part of yours that they are probably very familiar with. Familiar uh, with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were a part of the, uh, the team involved in the no ifs ands, or I guess, buts would be the next part right. of that, yeah. uh, of that ad campaign. How did that come to be?
1: Well, actually the producer had, decided to do a a new campaign and he sent myself and my friend Shelly Renee into the studio with the photographer. And there was no direction or anything. He just said, do, you know, let's see what, what we come up with. And, uh, her and I did the famous pose of, you know, locking arms and just the backs of us. And he loved that. So he took that idea and ran with it. And, um, had all the girls do it and then that campaign was born so
0: (laughs) and for those who may not be completely familiar there is also a bronze statue of your rear end floating around the city of las vegas right now isn't there
1: yes as well as the rest of the back of me but (laughs) (laughs) yes it is my rear end um uh yeah, it was at Planet Hollywood for a while when Crazy Girls was opened, and then uh, since they've closed, yeah, I think it's in storage somewhere. But um, I'm the third one. If you're facing the statue, third one from the right, and, and the my, shiniest,
2: the shiniest butt.
1: Yes, I was just gonna <laughs> the say that. The shiniest one, because they yes. said back in the day that um, if you rub the cheeks, that brought you good luck. So. <sighs> <laughs> there so, you go. <laughs> so you
0: you are apparently uh, we'll just we'll get, we'll bestow upon you the title of the luckiest derriere in Las Vegas.
1: Yes. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. And, and Matt, you yourself you are no slouch when it comes to the world of Las Vegas. Your family um had some pretty serious involvement in entertainment history in Las Vegas.
2: Yes. Um my family managed uh, Jerry Lewis the entertainer for most of his career. And um, I grew up in that side of the business as well as uh, television and theatrical production since I was a kid.
0: So growing up in an environment like that, I mean, I can only imagine was was Jerry Lewis. If your family is managing Jerry Lewis, I would imagine he is he's a family friend. I mean, is he coming and hanging around the house and, and spending holidays with you guys?
2: Yes. Yep. He they lived about three houses down in our neighborhood here in Las Vegas and uh, he would frequently come over or just pop by. And we had family dinners a lot with him. And uh, Sammy Davis Jr. would come over when he was in town touring with him. And uh, he always loved my mom's cooking and uh, Shecky Green and uh, lot, lots of different Rat Pack type star stars from that back in that day would frequently visit our home for dinners and, and hang out. And we'd also hang out with them in their dressing rooms when Jerry was performing. Like at the Sahara or some of the older hotels, we would you know spend a, a, a jaunt of time there and uh, just hang out with them. You know, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good memories.
0: Looking back on that now, I would imagine it's it's somewhat mind blowing when you think about Jerry Lewis and Sammy Davis Jr. and Shaggy Green just coming over to the house and hanging around and enjoying Mom's cooking. At the time, I'm guessing that just kind of seemed quote unquote normal,
2: <laughs> right? It's funny he it, cause we just had a, a gathering with an old friend of mine and he was just telling a story about, uh, him meeting Jerry for the first time. And cause he, he kind of grew up in a little impoverished uh, neighborhood and what, a, what an awe it was for him to, to meet him in person. And I, I know it did kind of, we never took it for granted, but you know, we were around it, like you said, so often it didn't really, you know, make a difference to us much, uh, as time went on. But when I did bring friends over and they met those people for the first time or were around them, they were definitely, uh, surprised you know in awe
0: <laughs> and so what kind of an influence did um having jerry lewis in your life in that capacity have on the direction that you took in your career
2: well he used to i'm also a director of photography and editor that's actually how angela and i met but he used to have an edit bay uh back in his uh storage room uh it's actually it was off the garage it was all air and everything and i would go over there and and he would sit with me when I'd edit and he'd give me, uh, you know, advice on things. Cause he was, I'm not sure if you knew, but he edited most of all of his films on film at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I also shot him a lot of times for the MDA. Um, I would shoot videos for the MDA, MDA with him in his house. So it was kind of a, a comfortable relationship as far as the tech side went. Mm-hmm. And he did teach me a lot of things. Um, lighting. He would say that doesn't look right. That's, you know, moving around and, and he and, and and like I said, he did help me a lot with edit uh notes as well on thing on projects that I would work on over there
0: that's wild I mean, I can't imagine having the ability to have somebody like that helping you putting together projects and working with you. I mean, I spent so many years close to 20 years working in radio. So, I mean, for me, that would almost be like having somebody like a a Howard Stern or a Ryan Seacrest being able to sort of mentor me and, and bring me up through the, the radio business. So I can't even imagine the, the, the impact that that had on you.
2: Yeah. I wish I had more experiences with him in his younger days when he did all of his films. But, um, you know, it, I wasn't, you know, he's, he was much older than me, so I didn't really get to experience much of that. But, but definitely the time that I was with him, I, I learned a lot of different things and he was just the coolest guy to hang around, man. He was very knowledgeable and he was great on a set and uh, he was just a great guy.
0: You alluded to it a little bit earlier uh, about yourself and and Angela and how the two of you met. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. How did the two of you get together? Was it love at first sight? Did did sparks fly? Was it an instant connection? Uh, let's uh, let's talk about that. Let's share that story.
2: Angela, you take it over.
1: Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so. It's a fun story. Uh- yeah, I was, uh, this is the very beginning of the X show, and it was called X, an erotic adventure, and it was at the Aladdin Hotel, and uh, now Plant Hollywood, but uh, back then the Aladdin, and um, I had sold my show to uh, be able to do it there, and they hired uh, Matt and his company to produce our commercial. So that's how we met. and uh, the Aladdin brought in Stabile Productions to do the first commercial for the X show. So and we met in uh really the rest was history. So then she was all <laughs> we well got over together. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a very lucky guy. Wow. But um yeah, so that's how uh that's how we met. And then oddly yeah. enough, um, so we did that commercial at the Aladdin and then 20 years later we because we're celebrating our 20 year anniversary with X burlesque we decided to recreate that commercial and um, and we did we'll have to send that to you just so you can see it it's uh we recreated the first original commercial that we ever did 20 years ago on the same
0: stage coming up Angela tells us what inspired her to create X burlesque and the couple share some of the challenges they've faced over their two decades in Vegas that's next on Jeff does Vegas. Angela, I want to talk a little bit about the history of X Burlesque and and dive a bit into the background of the creation of it. What inspired you to create your own production and move on from being a part of other productions?
1: Well, I was in Crazy Girls for the 10 years and Um, I always said, it's like going to, uh, college to become a producer or, you know, I mean, I was a dancer in the show. I helped with the advertising. I would always, uh, get different celebrities to come and see the show for publicity. Um, and I just knew I could do it. And I wanted to, uh, create my own show, uh, sexy topless review. I don't know if you know, crazy girls was the first sexy topless review that was in Las Vegas where the girls It's the girls are featured and it's, you know, the crazy horse style from Paris. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the first of its kind. And then uh, I just wanted to do my own and do things differently, you know, also also than crazy girls. So um, I was lucky enough to be able to get the opportunity to do it at the Aladdin.
0: Tell me about the creative process in putting together X Burlesque. I would imagine that you were able to take some of the elements of shows that you'd previously been a part of and put them into your own show, or were you looking to do something entirely new, completely different from what's been done before?
1: Well, I really don't think anyone does uh, create something that has never been done before. Um, But since it's a burlesque style show, then uh, you know, We would have the champagne glass or, you know, the traditional items in burlesque that people expect to see. And then, yes, put my own twist on it. And uh, also the music choices, um, editing, we added video, uh, which a lot of shows didn't have at that time when Matt came in. So, um, yeah, we definitely put our own twist on it.
0: Las Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world. I mean, there are hundreds of shows up and down the Vegas Strip uh, each and every day. What is it that makes X Burlesque stand out and stand apart from not only the other review shows in Las Vegas, but the other shows in general?
1: Well, uh, one thing, people uh, feel like they have a license or it's one of the, uh, let's say, bucket list items that they want to do. Vegas, like for instance, you know, the couple from whatever Iowa, let's say um, necessarily wouldn't go see a topless review in Iowa, but you're in Las Vegas. So it's the thing to do. Um, And it's been that, you know, tradition since the fifties to make it stand out. Also, we, um, for an ex girl, um, they have to be able to dance. Uh, A lot of the other burlesque shows um, don't necessarily feature the type of you know full-on dancing that X Burlesque does.
0: 2022 is a, a huge year for you guys. It's the the 20th anniversary of X Burlesque, which is absolutely outstanding, a, a huge achievement for any show, let alone a, a Vegas show, where shows seem to to come and go all the time. Um, over the course of those two decades that you guys have been producing this show, what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have faced over that time? Mr. Hmm.
2: <laughs> let's see. Well, I mean, we uh, we haven't encountered too many huge challenges because the show, we, we're proudly to, proud to say that it's a really good show. Um, you know, a lot of producers come to town and they expect that they'll dump half a million dollars into their marketing. And the, the truth be known, and I'm giving out a good secret here, is if the actual show is not good and the production quality is not good, people are not going to re- recommend it. And the biggest sales for any ticketing show is word of mouth Mm. and we have been fortunate from day one where people you know nine times out of ten will leave and say wow that's that's an awesome show we get great reviews and people talk about it so um have we had any huge hurdles yeah we've had you know instances with dancers we've had uh Big tech issues, um, but, you know, not, nothing to where it was something we couldn't get over, though.
1: Right. Uh, we've learned a lot over the 20 years, you know, as we go along.
2: Of course, we can't give out all those secrets, but if you're asking us how we've maintained 20 years, it's definitely been a learning curve and um, figuring out what things work and what things don't.
0: And obviously, I mean, one of the biggest obstacles that you guys and every other show in Las Vegas faced uh, was COVID-19 with the shutdown and trying to figure out ways to uh, reopen and be within the guidelines. Um, But you guys were actually quite revolutionary and and front runners in figuring that out and managing to uh, to get yourselves back up and running.
1: X-Country was the very first show that uh, reopened after COVID. And um, I always say that it, it was like a, a – I took it as a game show challenge, if you will. Um, so, you know, you get all these regulations. It's like, okay, well, how do we make this work? And we did it. We had uh, we had to be 25 feet from the stage, the first audience member. Um, they had to be six feet apart, each uh, group of audience members. The cast and crew had to be masked the entire time, uh but we were able, for instance, to find clear masks uh for the dancers so um you know and after the initial shock of seeing the mask on stage uh it went the audience didn't really notice that, so everything you know seemed to work
0: and you guys were quite instrumental and in, and at the forefront as well in pushing the government to move ahead. Uh, With reopening shows in the city, knowing what I know about the entertainment community in Las Vegas, I'm assuming you guys had the support of uh, pretty much everybody in the community.
1: We did. We actually came up with an idea to do a petition um, and it's I forget now how many signatures we received so many signatures. Everyone got behind oh, it yeah. sent it to uh, the governor's office.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm happy that you guys made it through, and I'm happy that here we are. Things are getting back to normal. Uh, people are able to get out to shows and enjoy them the way they used to, um, and you guys are celebrating your 20th anniversary, which is fantastic. X Burlesque uh, plays at Bugsy's Cabaret inside the legendary Flamingo. Matt, Angela, thank you very, very much uh, for taking time to jump on and chat with me. About the show, I really do appreciate it.
2: Thanks. Okay, Pat.
0: talk to you later. Experlesque currently runs five nights a week, Thursday through Monday, with two shows nightly at Bugsy's Cabaret in the legendary Flamingo Las Vegas. For more info, including tickets and show times, visit flamingolasvegas.com, and be sure to follow Experlesque on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Experlesque. Of course, you can find all these links in the show notes at JeffDoesVegas.com. And that wraps up another episode of Jeff does Vegas. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff does Vegas, or drop me an email directly at Jeff at Jeff